0: Welcome. You're listening to the Heritage Podcast. To learn more about heritage, including meeting times and upcoming events, visit us online at www.heritageff.org. Now, let's get into today's podcast. We're going to be uh, reading today from the book of Ephesians. We're starting back up. You know, I started to meditate on this, that I've been preaching this. This is the uh, eighth in my series of teaching this of how to sit walk and stand in Christ now the uh, once again the apostle Paul the the uh, founder of the church of Ephesus as well as the church of Rome and the church of Corinth and Colossia and the church of Philippi and the writer of the book of Hebrews this tremendous apostle is writing to the church of Ephesus which is one of the most mature churches that there is Chapter one, two, and, and three, he deals with how to spiritually be positioned, how to accept your position, how to live in it. And then chapters four, five, and six is the practical use of how we live out what we've already gained in the realm of the spirit. Remember, we're blessed with all spiritual blessing. But in this verse of scripture, in the second chapter, in verse 10, it says this, for we are his workmanship. We're created in Christ Jesus, and I like this part in here, for good works. So we just work God's creation so that God would have something to do. God created us for good works. So in other words, there's something that we've been spiritually employed to do. We are not supposed to have freebies out of heaven. We're employed to serve God. Happy are the people that know that God is Lord. Well, if we know that God's Lord, we ought to be able to do something about the fact that he loves us so much and say, here am I, Lord, send me whatever you want me to do. So we're called, we've been created, we're his workmanship unto good works. And he said this, which God prepared beforehand. Man, that's so powerful. So everything your assignment is, everything about your destiny, everything about who you are was already uh, beforehand solidified it's in on the inside now when you got born again it's your discovery now to go out and find out what God wanted you to do so that we should walk in them so here's that term walking in them so we're supposed to sit in Christ we're supposed to walk in Christ and then we're supposed to stand in Christ sitting is our divine uh, born again position we're seated in Christ Jesus. this is the place of great authority it's the place of great honor bestowed upon us that we should be called the sons of God that we should be recognized by God as royalty that we've been asked to sit in Christ Jesus who sits forevermore at the right hand of the father we're seated in him man what a powerful position that is then number two we're supposed to walk in him that's the walk in the newness of life we're supposed to walk by faith we're supposed to Walk in the works of righteousness. We're supposed to walk in grace. We're supposed to walk in love. Several verses of scripture give us our definition of what we're supposed to do. And then together we stand in Christ. And so I made the statement that only those who are willing to live seated in Christ can walk in the authority of Christ and experience those victories as we walk by faith and not by sight. And then that causes us to stand. Having done all to stand, we stand therefore. And the word stand is a term as we stand for the things that already belong to us. We're not standing for things we're trying to get. We're protecting what we already have. And that's very important that all of us understand this, that we, that we get a hold of this. So that only those who are willing to walk consistently in the word, will experience authority while standing. See, all power and all authority, he said, has been given unto me. This is what Jesus said. He said all of it, all power, all means all. In any definition you go to, the word all simply means all. So let's not get confused about that. You have to have somebody to talk to you to confuse you out of all. All power all authority Jesus said belongs to me and since it belongs to me we are now operating in this and he gave it to us to flow in this so we live in this and this is what causes us to stand so let me let me uh, give you this dynamic word that I believe is for today I'm asking you in the name of Jesus to stand in the grace that God's called you to stand in everything that God calls you to do so while we are called to stand. I'm called to stand. You're called to stand. We're all believers. So as believers, we are called to stand in the things of God. We are called to to stand steadfast, unmovable, so that we keep abounding in the work of God. Watch this. We're supposed to stand steadfast so we can abound. Abounding is motion. So standing doesn't mean that we just idly wait. It means that literally we hold our ground. So whatever it is that we have in Christ, That's what we operate in. We we flow in this. So we're called to stand. Listen to this. We are designed to last. You're designed to last. Did you think about that? None of you were were designed to quit midstream. No, no, none of you were called that way. I don't care what the challenge might be. And there may be some, some overwhelming challenges, situations that happen, things you didn't expect. However, none of us were called to to, uh, go halfway and then end. That's not how God's design is. You were designed by God to last so if you stand you'll last having done all to stand stand and guess what you'll last will there be challenges yes but guess what we win we overcome because greater is he that's in us than he that's in this world now we're equipped now here's how we stand in the promise this is vitally important we understand this because some people say how do I stand in Christ well we are equipped with promises that cannot fail these promises of God that cause us to move are promises that cannot, will not fail. God's Word cannot fail. He said, in, He said regarding His Word, that it endures forever. This Word endures forever. And if we get this Word in us, surely you can last a month. Surely you can last a year. Surely you can last 40 years. Surely you can last your lifetime in Christ. Why? Because the Word lasts forever. The word was here before you came and the word will be here if the rapture doesn't place after we're gone. So in the name of Jesus, let me tell you something. You have authority to stand. You can last. And guess what? These promises of God is what we stand upon. And since we stand in the promises, I'm telling you in Jesus name, you cannot and you will not fail. Amen. In Jesus' name, this is very important. Now, let's look at a powerful verse of Scripture over in 2 Corinthians. And we're going to look at this 2 Corinthians 1, verse 20. 2 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 20, and this powerful verse. Once again, Paul writing to the church of Corinth. And, uh, and this is the church he fostered in faith. He gave birth to this church. People got born again. He gave a pastor there, anointed a pastor to be there. Very important. Church of Corinth wasn't wandering around. God, not, God through the Apostle Paul, uh, operated in this, got people born again. They started church there. And then they set up pastors there, elders there, governments there. And so the church grew because of this and because they had divine order. See, so a lot of people say, well, I don't need a pastor. Well, that you know, that you can do that and go through life that way. But let me tell you something. You're out of divine order. You need a pastor. And that's why I'm here. For those of you listening, I'm your pastor. Guess what? You're in divine order if you accept me as your pastor. Now watch that. Corinthians chapter 1 verse 20 makes this statement. I, are you ready for this? I like this. For all the promises of God in Him are yea and amen unto the glory of God by us. Now the Apostle Paul writes this statement and keep in mind when he was writing this, he was in prison. And while he was in prison, he said, I don't care where geographically I'm at. I don't care if I'm being persecuted. Here's what I know. Put me in jail. They do not stop the promises of God. They're still working in my behalf. All of God's promises are in me right now. Yes and amen. They are yes and they're amen. So God's promises are sure. God's promises are things that uh, one translation puts it this way. You could take it to the bank. It's cashable. And so this makes a statement because he's committed to act on and to fulfill his word if we'll act on and fulfill his word. All we got to do is stay steadfast. Jesus Christ died, so you don't have to. He's not asking you to die for him, he's asking you to live for him. But in order for you to live for him, he had to die. Jesus Christ, who was born of a virgin, died on the cross rose again from the dead and ascended into heaven, He did it for you and I, then gave us exceedingly great and precious promises. These are the promises that you and I stand on today. So, in order for you and I to say we're going to laugh, to say we're going to stay committed to our assignments in God, the way we do this is by taking God's promise and operating in God's promise and seeing it flow in us right now. So in 2 Corinthians, He says, I'm going to read it again, for all of the promises of God in Him, So these promises are in Him. These promises are the ones that flow in Him and to to the glory of God. And it says, Amen, by us. Now, once again, I want to say this to you. God can only be known by His Word. That's, That's the only way you can know God, is by His Word. God is known by His Word. So people say, well, I want to know, I don't know about God. I don't know if I believe God will do this or do that. I don't know that. Well, here's the reality of this. God will do this, however, You will never discover them unless you go to the word of God. You can't go to what somebody thinks about God. There's all kinds of opinions about who God is. But God doesn't have an opinion about himself. He just simply said, I am that I am. Isn't that powerful? So if you want to find out who God is, you're going to have to go to the word because God is known by the word. He is everything. His word said that he is and he'll do everything that his word says he'll do. That's why I started out, this is my Bible. This is the word of God. I believe the word. I can do what this said I could do. I can go where this said I could go. Man, in the, in the, uh, over my lifetime of being in the ministry and the 18 countries in my earlier years up to now that I've been to, I didn't never thought I could go to those countries. I never thought I'd, I'd be able to travel and preach the gospel or, uh, in other nations and, and do what I did. I never thought about that. And yet God took me. I was a D student, man. I, and then God takes me to preach to other individuals. I've got had the privilege to see with some, some of the tremendous business people around the world. I've been able to sit with billionaires, with multimillionaires, and converse with them about Scripture, talk to them about economics. It's so powerful what God's Word will do. Let me help you here. God's Word can make you a genius. Because one Word from God can change your whole life. One Word from God can just radically, I mean, just dramatically change how you live. So if you want to find out who God is, then go to the Word and find out who God is. Go to the word and find out who he is. And when you go to the word, oh, man, this is rich. Now, sometimes I've heard it. Maybe you have as well. People have said, well, I don't know how God will operate. I don't know how what he thinks about my situation. Well, then you got to go to the scripture. If you're sick, here's, his, here's the will of God. Be healed. <laughs> Just be healed. Well, you know, I, I, I need a job. Well, my God will supply all your need. If a job's it, God knows how to do that. Seeking first the kingdom of God, his righteousness. Guess what? God will add all those things to you. If you're a, if a husband, God knows how to give you strength to husband to be a husband. If you're a father, God knows how to give you strength to be a father. If you're a laborer, God knows how to give you strength to work the workforce. If you're an entrepreneur, God knows how to give you ideas, creative, in the midst of all the stuff going on right now. I'm telling you, God can get you up out of every situation and get you to go. Now, let me give you this. I, I like this. 2 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 20. Let me read it again. However, I'm going to read it out of the message translation. The message translation just gives us this broader uh, aspect of it. It gives us a broader statement in it. It sort of shares with us who we are and what we can do. Now, this is very important. Watch this. Whatever God, this is 2 Corinthians 1 Watch this. Whatever God has promised gets stamped with the yes of Jesus. In him. Now watch this. In him, this is what we preach and we pray. The great amen. God's yes and our yes together gloriously evident. So watch this. God stamps the yes of Jesus. And then he says this. And this is why we preach this. Why am I preaching this to you today? Because the yes of God is directed towards you. Yes, God wants you blessed. Yes, God wants you joyful. Listen to me. In the middle of all the tragedy, in the middle of all chaos, in the middle of all the situations, God's yelling at you, yes, I'm before you, yes, I blessed you, yes, I'm taking care of you and your you and your children's children, it doesn't matter where they may have gone, what they might be doing, I am the most high God, that's what he's saying to you right now, I got your back, I got you covered, I've given you goodness, I've given you mercy, I've given you grace, I've given you measure of faith, I've given you everything you knew, believe it, say it, and walk in it. Rejoice in me. Having done all to stand, he said. All, all what? Well, if you got to praise God, praise God. If you got to shout, then shout about. Shout unto God, the scripture said, with the voice of triumph. Clap your hands, all you people, and then shout again unto God with the voice of triumph. Having prayed all manner of prayer, according to Ephesians chapter 6. Pray in all manner of prayer. That's what the scripture says. So, what you and I have got to do is step into the all factor, the all of God. Now watch this. It's stamped with the yes and we preach it. We pray the promises. Never pray a problem. Pray the promises of God. Ne- never pray the, the, you know, the, the, all of the challenges of life. Uh, You need to stand up and say, I know what God said about me. I know what God has promised me. And that's what I say. I say what God says about me. And I say it in my prayer. I say it in my praise. I say it in my worship. I say it in my thanksgiving. It doesn't matter what channel 2, 4, 7, 11, CNN, NBC. It doesn't matter what any of them have to say. It matters what God says. And God said you're blessed. So say what God says. Because God is faithful. And we as recipients of His divine promise can have full measure. Every one of us can operate in the grace of God. And what God has pledged, He'll be, He'll, He will fulfill it. Whatever God said to you, He'll fulfill it. It's a promise. It's a pledge. It's an oath. He'll give it to you. He said He would. It's already yours. So stop begging for something that's already yours. Just accept it. Live in it. Walk in the light of it in Jesus' name. Do you realize, let me, let me help you here. You know, I've been studying the Bible for over 41 years. And to my estimation, I've heard this stated, and and, uh, to my estimation, commentators that have written out and things that I've heard. But I heard a man by the name of uh, uh, T.L. Osborne make this statement. I heard a man by the name of Dr. Sumrall say it. I heard heard some other men make this statement, men of God. I've studied it myself. And here's what I've discovered, that there's a little over 7,000 promises in the Bible directed towards you. Over 7,000 of them. Every one of them are pregnant with your victory. Every one of them are full of your discovery of how God loves you and what God wants. so listen, can you imagine that if all you know is one verse that 's enough to take down every devil in hell i don 't care what you, what you may be going through. My God is greater than anything you're going through. Hang on to one of those promises of God because it 'll make you pregnant with victory it'll make you full of almighty God. if there's over seven thousand promises of the Bible don't you think you should study it to find out what to stand on? I, I think you should. I don't think you should just have a Bible on your de- on your table and just make it look good. Dust it off every once in a while. I don't think you should have a Bible in your in your uh, in your programs here to do this and read it once in a while. No, you it, you got to make it your life you got to make it part of your daily living. It's your daily bread. Eat it. My daily bread. My daily bread. And this is what you and I do. All of the promises of God, all these 7,000 of them have the power to defeat every negative situation that life may throw your way. So what's coming at you right now? What's coming at you? There's a promise of the Word of God that causes you to do this. Now, let me give you, this is not uh, so much in my, in my notation here, but in the book of Romans, chapter 16, it makes this statement, a powerful verse of Scripture, and it, it makes a statement in chapter 23, to to 25, it says, Now unto Him who has power to establish you, He has power to establish you according to my gospel and the preaching of Jesus Christ, according to the revelation of the mystery, which was kept secret from long ages past, but is now revealed. Listen to that. It is now revealed unto us by the, prophet, by the prophetic scriptures according to the commandment for ever, from the everlasting God, made known unto all the Gentiles for the obedience of faith. To the, wise, to the only wise God, through Jesus Christ, to Him be glory forever and ever. Amen and amen. Now, watch this. Right now, these promises are yours. You ought to be able to stand up and shout right where you're at and say, the promise of God is mine right now. It's to Him. The power to establish you. You have power to be established in the middle of what they're throwing at you. In the middle of this this pandemic. In the middle of this this virus that they're saying. Listen, viruses are not new. I've been saying to you, viruses are not new. They're in the Bible. They they were they were in there, and I I wanted to stress with you again. I utilize this statement. They're one of the. Things that Jesus ran into in social distancing was when he ran into the leper. And when he ran, the leper called him. He got his attention and Jesus stopped. You were not allowed to touch a leper. You weren't allowed to go near a leper. But Jesus, Jesus, your Jesus, my Jesus, this lover of our life. He hadn't died yet, but he was about ready to. But in his journey to the cross, he stopped for a leper. Jesus will stop for you. He's come to you right now. He's blessed your home. He died and he rose again from the dead and said, everything I have, I give to you. It's freely given. If it's freely given, my God, freely receive it in Jesus' name and then rejoice evermore. Don't let one week, don't let one month, don't let a few more weeks uh, 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 cause you to quit and, and, and break you down. Don't let it do it. Listen to me. My God is a great God. My God knows how to keep you employed. He knows how to do it. All of the promises come. Whether the attack, now watch this, whether the attack is on your mind, whether the attack is in your body, whether the attack is in your home, whether it's in your finances, there are promises that you can discover in Scripture that you can stand on and say, this is what God said regarding this. So I'm not going to major on the problem. I'm going to major on the, on the principles and the promises of God. And Jesus is Lord. Now, let's look at one last verse of Scripture. His word, and, and uh, we'll, we'll finish this up uh, uh, on Sunday. Listen, His words have been purified. Now, I want you to say, hear, hear me on this. His words have been purified. Psalm 12, verse 6, makes a statement. The words of the Lord are pure words. As silver tried in a furnace of earth, purified seven times. His word has been purified. Anytime you want to find the real value and you want to make sure it's in, the, in the time they did it, they would purify. It. They put it in the fire to test its strength, to taste, taste its, it test its worth, test its value of it. And God's word has been put to the test. And so you don't need to put it to the test. All you got to do is, is, is come at every test with you and win. In Jesus' name, before God said anything, it, it had to go through a crucible refinement. His words and His promise can be trusted because they've been tried severely. And guess what? They've been proven to last. They've been proven, proven, proven to be right, proven to be strength, powerful in your behalf. In Jesus' name, you can count on it because His nature is unchanging. Everything about him. Numbers chapter 23, verse 19 uh, makes a statement. See, you can change something. Numbers 23, verse 19 said, God is not a man that he should lie. Nor the the son of man that he should change his mind. Does he speak and then not act? Does he promise and not fulfill? Question marks. Of course not. Watch this. God's not a man that he should lie. Why do you say that? Well, because men are prone to lie. Men will say something and then change their mind. They change their mind over a circumstance, over a situation, over emotional duress. You and I are not supposed to give in to our emotions. Listen to me. Uh, People say, well, that's how I feel. That's how I feel about that matter. Well, how you feel may not be scriptural. So I apologize for saying this, but it's not about how you feel. It's about what God said. And God's word overrides how you feel. So take your feelings and cause them to submit to the promise of God so you can override that. You're not supposed to live in unforgiveness. Unforgiveness is a weight you don't want to carry. You're not supposed to live in wrath and, and, and anger. It'll, it'll rip you apart. You're not supposed to live apart from the Word of God. You're supposed to it with the Word of God. You're supposed to be honoring God with your giving, with your tithing. You're supposed to be doing that. You should be looking for ways to escape God's promises. You should be looking at how to get in there. I like the verse of Scripture in Proverbs chapter 18, verse 10. It said, The name of the Lord is a strong tower, and we, the righteous, run into it. Guess what? We're saved. God's not a man that he should lie. God is God. And God created man, but God is not a man that he should lie, nor the son of man that he should change his mind. God's not going to change his mind. I don't care what you're going through right now. God has not changed his mind about you. And the promises are steadfast. You and I can trust those promises. Now, uh, this is very important. If you read this numbers, there's a a king who wanted to curse Israel. So he got a hold of a prophet and said, I'll pay you if you'll curse the children of Israel, because he knew the power of words. And you get a prophet to do it, and he's, I'll pay you to do it. And here's what he said. No, I went to God about this, and God said no, because what God has blessed, I cannot curse. God cannot curse you, because he's already called you blessed before the foundation of the word. So God will never put a curse on you. No virus came from heaven. That's a curse. The blessing is you're well, healthy and strong. I call your lungs strong. I say your immune system is getting stronger and stronger every day. I'm declaring that in the name of Jesus. We live and not die. Listen, don't pay fear uh, any attention. Don't give it any time. Let the promises of God and operate in faith. You and I cannot separate God from His Word. Isn't that powerful? But here's here's another question. Can you be separated from God's Word? Will you allow circumstance, emotion, a virus, a situation, somebody saying something? Listen, uh, listen to me. God loves you so much. You're an overcomer, I'm telling you right now. Now, in the name of Jesus, whom I serve, as I close out this service, I'm telling you right now that my God loves you so much. My God cares about you. And in Jesus' name, as a man of God, I'm telling you right now, we don't quit. Listen to me, church, we don't quit. We do what God tells us to do. If you fall down, pick yourself up, dust yourself off, and keep on going. I don't care if you made ten mistakes. That does not make you a failure. What makes you a failure is staying on the ground and saying, I quit. And I'm I'm sure I'm not talking to anybody like that today. You're blessed in Jesus' name. As your pastor, as a minister of the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ, I want to let you know we love you. Joanne and I love you. We're, We're praying for you on a regular basis, and we thank God for your life. We thank God for who you are. We call your home blessed prosperous, no loss of job, no loss of income, no sickness, no disease. We say the Word of God is there. And if challenge comes, find the promise of God, go to the promise, and stand on it, because God's Word is sure. If you were encouraged by today's message and believe it would be uplifting to others, then be sure to rate us and hit subscribe. To experience more of Heritage, visit us at www.heritageff.org. Again, thank you for listening to the Heritage Podcast today, and remember, Jesus is Lord.